cold blackness, a total absence of light and sound. Was she breathing? Was there even anything to breathe in this place? Alex screamed. She thought she did, but there was no sound. She was running, falling, jumping. It was all in her head. She was doing none of those things. She couldn't be. With that thought, rationality began to return. She had a seemingly infinite amount of time to think it through. She was between worlds on her way to Innery, Douglas's world. He'd never mentioned the trip would be like this. He hadn't talked about it at all, she realized. Perhaps his confusion when they first met wasn't all due to the accident. Douglas, where was he? Was he all right? What about Sandy and Michael? Panic began to take her again, but she mastered it. There was nothing she could do for them now. She had to try and keep her wits about her. She would need to get back through the gate, and there was Carell to think of. She tried to feel him near, but she couldn't. She couldn't feel her own body, let alone Carell's choking grip upon her throat. One moment she was drifting through the void, a place of utter darkness with no references for her mind to grasp. The next she was bursting into a world of dazzling sunlight. The sudden assault upon her senses was overwhelming. Her ears popped painfully as she staggered away from the gate. She was only dimly aware that Carell wasn't with her as the world rushed in. The light was wrong and too bright to her sensitive eyes, and sounds too loud after her deprivation in the void. A gentle breeze rustled leaves and tree branches groaned, making her jump and spin around in fright. Dizziness took her, and she fell to her knees, retching. Still on her knees, she looked blearily around. There were mountains in the distance, and a forested valley that stretched for as far as she could easily see. The scent of wet leaves and good soil was heavy upon the air. The sun was high, and its light illuminated her in beams filtered by tall trees. It looked bloated, bigger than it should be, and yellow-orange in color. She was on her knees partway down the slope of a hill surmounted by standing stones. It was a stone ring like the one she saw in Doug's memories. The same one? What had he called it? Dun... something. Dun Velkomen? She looked around at the trees shrouding the land and decided it wasn't the same place. Where was Carell? She looked fearfully around at the encampment set up among the stones. She could see the remains of a campfire still smoldering not far away, and about a half-dozen small tents set up in the shadow of the tallest stones. A rope had been stretched and tied off between two of the monoliths, and she counted ten horses picketed along it. Carell was nowhere in sight. The camp was deserted. She ran for the concealment that the trees offered. Lucky she did, for as soon as she went to ground and looked back up the slope, Carell appeared through the gate. He nearly fell as she had done, but after a second or two, he forced his knees to hold him up. He cut his palm, smeared the talisman he still held with blood, and began chanting.
He made odd gestures and shapes in the air with the bloodied knife, passing it over the talisman repeatedly and naming them in an emphatic voice. He was trying to close the gate. She climbed back to her feet, preparing to run back and dive through the portal before it closed, when Mardis and two of his henchmen tumbled in a heap at Carell's feet. The wizard took no notice. Lloyd was the next one through, followed by a disheveled-looking Allison. They took one fearful look at Mardis, where he lay puking upon the ground and bolted into the trees. Again, Carell took no notice and continued chanting. She wanted to shout to her friends, but she didn't dare call attention to herself.